Greetings and salutations to all. This is GR Greenwich. And I just wanted to tell you about my new podcast, Hanging with Mr. G. Uh, for my first episode on this podcast, I wanted to talk about technology integration throughout the years here in the um, U.S. Virgin Islands. And my first guest was an educator with over three decades of experience. Um, and she is also the inspiration as to why I would like to be an educator as well. Um, her name is Miss Claudette Jacin Greenwich. Uh, she's a fifth grade teacher at Pearl B. Larson Elementary School. Um, she teaches science and mathematics. Um, the conversation was, the interview itself was an excellent interview. Uh, we spoke for over 25 minutes. And we managed to cover a lot of ground in that time with uh, talking about the integration of technology. Uh, our first conversation went into discussing um, where technology has gotten to if teachers and the Department of Education has fallen up behind to the American counterparts with integration of technology into classrooms. And... Um, like I said, how we saw it in the 80s where we just had um, just simple laminated projectors to in the 90s with cable in the classroom. I know in the 2000s, you have, I, in the 21st century, excuse me, you have iReady and you have um, learning manage- management systems for different districts that adhere to um, federal guidelines and um, can be easily manipulated to adhere to um, SR standards for each state and territory. Um, in the interview, I learned that we adhere to um, Florida standards, and we were trying to figure out if that was due to our large Latin population in Florida and here in the territory, and also um, our large migrant population are Eastern Caribbean students. So a lot of, um, of the programs available for, especially our ELL students, like WIDA, um, I, she was, uh, Ms. Greenidge was able to get in depth about what WIDA does for ELL students and actually how it helps them get ready for smarter balance testing um, because smarter balance testing does not cater to the needs of ELL students here in the territory. So that was interesting to know because I actually did not know about WIDA. Um, we also spoke about um, special ed classes and the instructors and IEPs um, and how iReady um, is used with special ed teachers and for for special ed students. Um, I have had the chance to make some observations last semester for a previous class and saw that um, the iReady courses for students in special ed um, is very comprehensive and is not not game-based and these courses, um, these lessons adhere to, to the individual student IEPs and are very um, strict 
and the mandates due to federal guidelines for students with IEPs. Um, the same thing and here's here in the territory and um, Ms. Greenidge and I both um, complemented the special ed department um, and their integration at iReady and technology for daily use. And we also commended them as well because these, are, these educators could easily use the uh, LMSs and iReady um, as a crutch and just put the students in front of the computers and, and let them educate themselves. But from our observations, we have come to notice that the educators are still educating and using technology as the facilitator and not the educator. So um, that was also, that was very interesting to, um, to, to be on the same page and make the same observations for special ed courses. Um, Ms. Greenidge also brought up uh, an interesting point about um, the, uh, the fine line of technology, using technology and integrating technology. Um, if there's a fine line that she sees in, in, amongst her um, colleagues and how they instruct students in the classroom, with the use of technology. And she has made a, a, a observation and, and, and I found it very interesting that she gave her age range from age 25 to 35 where new teachers are coming in and teachers are, are having issues where they use the computer for everything and use search engines as resources for students to look up for find information other than the teacher instructing and breaking down a lesson that i'm coming in with their own resources or showing the students resources that they would be able to take notes in their notebook um what happens as miss greenwich um mentioned in the podcast about her observation is that these teachers within this age range um, tend to have students that um, have low grades, low test scores because the teacher was not able to teach the class per se and use differenti differentiated teaching to explain um, certain concepts and break it down for students who did not understand um, and i agree with what she's saying as a student myself there are times that i've had um, assignments for certain classes online and if you just have the mouse in front of your hand in front of your in your hand and the screen in front of your face you tend to not give overall input um, you that extra brain power to solve problems because you just want to get it over with quickly um so she she has noticed that this is happening with these new teachers and how they instruct and technology has become the instructor and instead of the facilitator and it 
is reflected in their test scores for um, smarter balance testing. Uh, we touched on other um, subjects which I um, will thinking more of the economical aspect within the Department of Education for administrators um, about paperwork. The, um, the Virgin Islands here, um, the Department of Education is the largest recipient of government funds. On average, they take about $135 million every year, but um, we do not see the difference in our curriculum and the resources that teachers have to become better education and, and thus make better students. And um, the issue is a lot of uh, waste. Um, teachers tend to have to print out a lot of paperwork and worksheets and so on to give the students the take home to to finish and then bring back in the next day. And I brought that up with Miss Greenwich thing and um her answer was actually very interesting. Uh that despite the fact that they have I ready a lot of the classwork that is on I ready students still may not have access to the classwork. So teachers still find have to find ways to print out um, the assignments off of iReady to give to her 32 students. So what she mentioned was that a lot of the LMSs that the, the Department of Education have, they tend to go into an LMS and use it for maybe two to three years and then switch into something. There are some instances where teachers majority of the teachers within a district um, love using the LMS that is offered, but that LMS was not paid for by the Department of Education. It was paid for with grant money, which means that they had a allotted time to use the program. And, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of teachers end up, you know, having to familiarize themselves with a new LMS. Um, or there are instances where the Department of Education have funds to pay for LMS, but they only pay for the bare bones of that LMS. So teachers still have to go out and find other resources. Um, Ms. Greenwich also touched on the fact that she does not have a computer since... Um, after Hurricane Maria, um, she has not been able to obtain a computer or a Promethean board, um, which is interesting because I did not know teachers here were using Promethean boards. I thought that most teachers were still using white boards, but teachers are using Promethean boards. And um, it, was, it made me wonder if the Department of Education has been looking into um Google Education Suite D, which um does the heavy use of Promethean boards with computer integration that teachers can take lessons and put it on the board and interact and make changes 
um, with inner lesson, which we always discuss with differentiated education, but now we have differentiated education in real time with technology. So it was interesting to see that Mrs. Greenwich would like to have a Promethean board because she still has a lot of concepts that she would like to put out and use technology that she could make changes within a lesson. Because she also mentioned that she still has to do all these lessons and integrate technology and still do everything in an allotted time. So for our first podcast, we have we managed to cover a lot of ground. Um, like I say, it was it was time well spent and you know solidify um, the reason I want to be an educator and why I think education is important. And I was also shocked because I have never known my mother to be um, an educator or that's into technology. But apparently she was into technology the whole time. It's just that when she's at home, she's that's when she takes her, her, her break from technology. Um, so it was interesting to see that in her 35 years uh, of teaching, she has always made technology a mainstay of her instruction um, and is, is, has opened up my mind to, to technology and um, try to take chances at using technology more efficiently and, and finding ways that it could make my life easier when I start teaching. So... This podcast was this this interview was really really informative and um I hope that you all get to listen out there and and take notes and and see that the teachers here in the territory is not much different from the teachers in other districts in the US mainland and they have the same issues as those in the US mainland if not a little bit worse due to the financial situation of the territory um, and hopefully that we all could take notes and hopefully we all could take bits and pieces of what Miss Greenwich has obtained in the past 35 years with technology and advance it to our own lessons and see what we could make in the next three to five years or the next five to ten. So once again, it's uh, this podcast is, my name is Mr. J.R. Greenwich. And my podcast is Hanging with Mr. G. Uh, and hope you listen and enjoy. All the best. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm down with Mr. G. Um, today we have a special treat for our first bad, um, podcast. Um, this is a teacher that I've known for quite some time because this teacher is my mom. She has over ter- three decades of experience. Um, she's one of the best educators, well, in my opinion, here in the territory. And um, her accomplishments and the amount of students that uh, Commander had tutelage um, has spoken numbers. So um, I want to introduce my mom. Uh, Miss Greenwich, she's a teacher at Pearl B. Larson. Uh, Miss Greenwich, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, my name 
Miss Claudette Gwinnage. I teach math and science fifth grade at Pearl Villasen Elementary School here in St. Croix. And how long have you been teaching? Over 35 years. And um, the reason why I made sure to interview you is um, the fact that you came in as a young teacher and you had the chance to see technology evolve from in the eight, early 80s all the way up now we into the 2020s. And um, this podcast is just, is just to see, you know, what you have seen in the in over in these three decades and um how you think it'll, it'll it will be in the next three to five years if there'll be any major changes or and we'll just discuss some other topics and and um you just go from there so uh, my first question is um this podcast is for a class called instructional design and technology how far has technology integration come along since you started teaching? Well, everything you do now in education has technology. Technology is involved in every aspect of education. So you'll see it's come a long, long way. Very, it's very, very, very involved. If you get observed, is how did you use technology? So everything is, has to be tech. You have to do your lessons with technology in mind. And um, here in the territory, because we always hear complaints from the local population in terms of education and resources, and we know that we live in a, a um, system that, you know, the, our government cash strap. Um, how far do you think um, the Department of Education and educators overall behind to the mainland counterparts in terms of integration of technology in classrooms? I think, I, I don't think we're that far behind, let's say, um, teacher-wise, because we have so many work, um, workshops, people come down from the mainland five, six, seven, eight times a year we have this um, workshop. What we are behind it is having the the stuff, the, the resources to mm-hmm. take carry out these things that you go to workshops for. And was it the same when you first started teaching as well? Yeah, to me, it has always been the same. You get you get so happy, you start something. And one thing with me with the Department of Education, they start something and they use it one or two years and then it be, it, it, it goes mm. out the window. And so you don't get to use anything too much to see how it works. Well, and, and that, I guess that goes into what we're talking about... Um, trends and finances finances and whatever the remember we get federal aids right money and sometimes we have to just go with what they're doing even though something is working for us here we have to throw it out because federal mandate says Mm -hmm. so So, um how the core curriculum and um because core curriculum as we know is research based and um now that we have integration and technology in the in in the classroom, how the common core and um the SR standards now because you know every state and every territory get to make their own standards and so how that been going along plus with integration and technology? Well, we have our we have our cultural standards, our local standards, 
and I think somehow they have tied us in with Florida. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our standards are based on Florida's standards. And so when our people from here, the educators go away, that's where they go. A lot, a lot of times they go to schools in Florida because we have been, I don't know, maybe for tropical, I don't know. But they have tied, maybe proximity. Mm. So we have been more with Florida and Georgia, two other states that we have a lot of time fashion stuff after. And I wonder too is because of the influx of um, migrants in those states as well. Because um, um, I, was, I was having a conversation the other day with somebody else and um, with one of my classmates and we was talking about how far we have seen technology come. And I re- my fondest memory of technology was um, cable in the classroom. I used to like that. And when Bill Clinton was around and um, Nickelodeon and sponsored that and they used to drag that was like because that's before the internet so that was like the craziest thing but some of my some of the um, my best memories has been with cable in the classroom that make me want to be a, a more worldly person mm-hmm. we are got in contact with um, video con- well, not video conferences but you know classes in the states send videos down to us in the territory yeah. um they have anything or that equivalent now since technology is so easy to access and um talking to other classes well, and cultures some some teachers do do that but uh, everything has a process so we just can't just go on and say we're gonna just talk to somebody mm-hmm. it has to go through because you know you have to get permission the right. children to be videotaped for yeah, them to be yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But once that happens and it's the okay is there some teachers have um like say pick a school somewhere and their class and that class does something for a whole year, whatever. Um to me it's a lot of now with those things is a lot of time mm. and time the teachers are so pressed for time for other things. Mm-hmm. So it sometimes take away from that's that that, that that part of what you're talking about and so we do pen pals things more than just do the video things we writing and and okay. texting and getting phone numbers and stuff like that instead of using and then you have to remember too since maria our um resources have more or less not been close to depleted they're now rebuilding rebuilding because we never, I don't I still don't have a computer, I still don't have a Promethean board. Right. You were yeah. talking about that day yesterday yesterday evening. Yeah. Um and when you I I myself am not a big fan of technology. I think that um they use technology now as a crush a crutch in my honest opinion that, you know I don't I don't see the education you know that we use technology to to as a resource to prevent waste you know like for we should be a research minded yeah I, I i i see that you know and even in the textbooks they say that you know the first thing you should do is not use it as a reward or as a crutch how how teachers go about balancing that fine line well some the younger teachers tend to lean more towards technology and believe it or not the younger teachers when the test scores come out those are the ones that have the worst scores and why you think that's because they 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 are younger let's say when i'm saying younger between 25 and 35 mm-hmm. and they go up they go into college in the technology age when i didn't i went with computers and stuff we had that 
Mm. My masters were done online, and that was just a couple of years back. But we were pen and paper mostly, and we still tend to do the hand of that part first before we go to the technological part of it. Mm-hmm. Where when they take everything and they, every, you go into their classroom and you'll see them sitting down with a mouse in their hand and everything is generated and that puts that screen. And for me, kids tend to not pay attention unless it's done in a game way or mm-hmm. something. So sometimes learning is hindered. So but technology is still a plus though. Mm-hmm if you know how to integrate it. For example, I like my science program. I, I'm online a lot of time finding stuff to do with my kids from technology because it has a lot of technological. Excuse us, you know, we in us. We have young ones running around, so, you know, um, that was just a quick yeah. intermission. So, yeah, I said there are ways to integrate your family, your arm family, your lesson plans, and we have to do it when we do it. We have to integrate technology. It means to tell them, go and make a traffic organizer. And, and those are things that people should do more than use it to teach. Mm-hmm. Oh, go online and look for things, so they don't really understand. Well, and... You should be a facilitator, not the instructor. Well, and so now my question is, so where does um, administrators, principal and assistant principals have to make observations? Where, where, you know, like they have to sit down, do they? There's a section that says integration of technology, you get graded on that. Right. So they make that judgment call. For example, when I got, in, when I got um, observed earlier in the year, I didn't have any ounce of technology in my class, but still don't. I have a laptop. But she knew that the kids used technology because they was there and I said, you know, oh, they did the research. I sent mm-hmm. them home to do research and they had to tell me what website they use and whatever to get that information so they could have tied it back in. It was something to just tie the culture into something stateside or whatever but then she knew i used technology it wasn't evident there they have a committee on board it was evident because i said you know did you know the great website did you use or did you know when you did research did you use a um, wikipedia so it right. was there it was evident so that even though it's not in the classroom she knew i used it okay yes. and um i was always wondering because i know that teachers have workshops and they always it's always about feedback amongst colleagues mm. and that's one thing i from since my uh, my matriculation here in the education program is always about um conversations with your colleagues um have you had any conversations about using technology to say um when you integrate it is for less paperwork like saying that um homework you don't take worksheets you go and use iReady and you, yeah. you do your homework like that or or you have because still bothering to the same thing works you could send the kids home and you could prescribe stuff on iReady for them to do mm. that's the one program that you can and the science program the setup you could take a test and the reading program but a lot of the other resources that come with the program you still have to print it out there's no other children have access to it and then again it's according to what the VA government 
paid for because the wild aspect of different things and a different the notebook the interactive days and what did they pay for so they only paid for five sections of that 25 thing that's mm-hmm. one of the five you could use oh see i never know that okay i thought it was an all-in no. thing and a, oh okay for some for example the esl that was never now this is the first time they have um paid for it so the the children could go on and do the spanish paddle okay because that's why i just were coming up too but you did hit the nail on the head every time so for esl and ell students how how because i did some observation oh so that's um it's a testing program you test them then you know where they level they are and then the teacher i think they have so I forget the name because I have a couple of kids that do it and I see the stuff on the wall and so the ESL there's a program that's dedicated for ESL students to do. So before they take the smarter balance test, they have to take reader and then take the smarter balance test. But what I am saying is that the smarter balance test and the I ready this and whatever, it was not catered to these children who are now learning a new language. So it's now being, that's one that they just, a component that they paid for this year. Okay. But I always, and um, and then whatever textbooks that have technology for ELL students, whatever based on those tests, that's how they get, yeah. everything is, is trickled yeah, down. Trickled down. Oh. And we have good ELL teachers to come and find out what you're doing. And they have to do the workshop that we go to as classroom teachers, they go also. And how has um, students with IEPs and technology, has it made oh. um, teaching easier, paperwork um, filing easier, doing, well, has it streamlined? Well, with uh, how it works, they're in the regular classroom, except they're extremely, that's when they um, modified one, the ones that stay in the room with a teacher. Mm-hmm. But I have, I, for example, I have three, they're in the regular classroom, and they are all, because they're special ed students, the special is very good they all assign a laptop a, a computer oh so but they go to the resource teacher mm-hmm. and then she takes them every day a certain time they have to have a certain amount of hours of resource yeah i see so that they my and they work on their mm-hmm. computer they do their program i think because she says here's a name for the special for something goal school goal something i, I remember because the kids in come they in they know, yeah, where and they know where to go and they know and how to sit down and, and they know what they were lessons and yeah. they know what to do and and they actually they had like it but the thing about that program was when i look at it it wasn't a game kind no, of system you know for one and then the pit my spend my resource to, to come in and say so what are you all doing in math today what you how what you doing in science i said let them go on and look and find out about um inverted brace or whatever. So she mm-hmm. set that up and they have that program book and and then she when they come in they get that prescription and they do it with them. So each of them have their little computer. So what she just did, she just gave me one so I could put in my classroom now, but it's specifically for them, not for the other kids. Oh, okay. So I have to set it up. And this information, because I always were one, I was wondering. Especially, I was them, very good with providing stuff. If, um, my observations last year, like that, they was on point, like everything, everything and everything, the detail, and they make That's sure. Fair. Oh. People could take them to court for the services, so they, they're well, the social services, and the the only thing I find with special is children are recommended from last year to be tested and this is March and nothing has happened because it's backlogged. 
and because I think it backlog from Maria's time, you have to just so I guess that meaning just by keeping up with the IEPs, because IEPs is every yes, ex- and every year you do uh, you have triennials is when you go over the whole right. thing and then you have just the IEP which is yearly where you just bring up, bring up, up and, and you make your little suggestions yeah. and so and I always I wanted to know as well with um like I ready another um learning manage- management systems are they interconnected here in the district or is just for the school itself like if you use mm-hmm. iReady you, you could you could Thomas, yes, you can take your um iReady password with you every person every child in the virgin island has a um uh id number based on their social oh. so you can take your iReady password wherever you go okay with you, and you go into the program and just click in and put in your password and your name comes up okay. and teachers able to connect with each other or um I, was I can look in and see my students big grade because I teach two classes. Mm. So I can look in and see what they did, putting in my password and pulling up the two classes because my name will be by them. But for you who is not their teacher, you know, you don't access, but the principal has access and uh, up there, higher up have access. They can look in and say, well, Miss Greenwich class in Polby Larson did so and so in math or whatever. Okay. And getting ready to to wrap it up but um i am a major um promoter of parental involvement and um we like to say that technology is supposed to keep parents more involved yeah i know i know i because we had these discussions in our in the same class and um my thing I realize that there are a lot of restrictions on what teachers can do because I made one suggestion saying that if parents could go on Facebook to watch every status that somebody put on, they don't go on parent portal and check the children. Yeah. Grade. Or is there some way I could go on Facebook? Or the school could go on Facebook. My administrator could go on Facebook. My um principal, whoever is my boss, could go on Facebook and create a Mister Greenwich page or a fourth grade class page. That we have classroom dojo. Mm-hmm. I don't know, some people don't, but we create, we have that, and that means we use, a lot of teachers use it, and Crystal uses it, my daughter, you know, and what she does, the teacher puts on all of us, so we have 32 fifth graders, she puts up their name, and certain things, like if they're going to have a paper due soon, right. um, an assignment, they have a poem to learn, whatever, it's there, what their homework was over the Christmas, like the I-Ready thing, whatever, they have parent portal, I don't know if you signed up for that. Parent portal yeah. is where you can go in and see every grade your child has. Yeah, we see everything. And you could come in, but a lot of parents, only like, I have teach 32 children and I think only four parents I know go on to parent portal. So, and, and see that's, and see that's so, the thing. And then at the end of the year, they want to come off after the teacher. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So like, if, you know, you know, it's a cultural thing too. Like we, we are sort of way about things. Like for example, if you tell a parent, well, you could go ahead and go and tap a parent portal. Well, this a whole different thing in and other way that I could do. Yeah, but you just click in, pull your child name, and there are your grades. They come to the school, they sign up for it, and then the school sets you up, and you just go on. Because we have you it, do it on your phone, and they give us emails, yes, they let us know yeah. everything. And you get, and we have the blast, and we have lots of things for parents to know, and they still don't bother with it. 
And I think a lot of time because a lot of the parents now are young and they don't have time. They only want to watch you say Facebook. Yeah, and I don't. I they want their children to succeed, but they don't. They don't get involved in the success. And I think parental involvement, especially now that you have technology here, like. I don't understand how you could sit down and watch your kid for three hours on a tablet, but you don't, you that's can't. Babysitting, that's babysitting, that's babysitting, that's the technology integration. Tell them, go home and do, are you ready? Oh, you know, I want you to go on a um, super teacher, because super teacher, you can do the first two things for free. I want you to go and read a story or whatever and answer those questions. I have to make pretty tough to get them to do it and say I'm going to grade it. So you think, you think when it comes to things like to situations like that you think that your superiors have to get involved or no because they are involved i mean we have pta every month as i said the classroom dojo is an excellent tool for um communication and we send it out from give the children the password and whatever from the first mm-hmm. little school and a little slip, and a little slip mm-hmm. of paper and that's not even the one for the grace classroom dojo is for you to communicate with the teacher um, what is so and so doing and did you have any problem this week and I have one parent and I, I you know sometimes I want to clap her but she's very and you know she went and she went on and she saw her child got a 78 and I think before that she had a 74 she, then she got a progress report and she had a 78 again and she came and she's up so this is a parent who keeps on top of things mm-hmm. and you have like three or four like that out of 32 32 34 yeah. children that's so the in the technology how it's supposed to work within the school is not the communication age. wise yeah. and whatever it's not being on our end we are doing what they say we must do but on the parents end they are not utilizing the school the percentage and they come you know at the beginning of the all of them we have were behind their signing up we mm-hmm. put laptops there and they all signed up so it's not that they didn't sign up they're just not going on it's easier to go on on facebook yeah well where do you see the territory in the next three to five years in it's gonna keep it's gonna once we're doing federal funds and we are federal mandated to do certain things it's gonna get it's gonna have more and more technology and it's gonna always have technology i mean just the other day we didn't have any blackboards anymore they took out all the blackboards of the classroom and then we had Maria, and then we had to go and put back but, in mm-hmm. all the whiteboard. But I never got rid of my whiteboard, of my, my board. I had a board, and I had the Promethean board. But now, how are you going to teach men? Remember, the Promethean board is something you can use like a blackboard. It's just that he has a, you could go on Google, you could go on YouTube, and do these things. So, it's good to have progress. Technology is progress. We're in a technology-minded world. And you, you have, but you have to know how to use it, when to use it, and when not to use it, and not to overuse it. Because basics, you still have to have the basics. And mm-hmm. without the basics, you could go and do technology till they till it blue in the face. If they don't have that basic, never gonna work. I'm saying it from experience of 35 plus years, and mm-hmm. I do love my technology to an extent, but I don't use it as the end all and the be all. Well, Ms. Greenwich, I appreciate your time for this interview and taking the time out to have a, um, a conversation about technology and integration in the classroom. I honestly did not know you know so much about technology. I have to do with my grades. Like, 
Because I tell him, I said, man, my mom is not like the craziest person about technology. So to hear you talk about it and like you seriously. I use it. Yeah. So for somebody like me that don't like technology. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crazy about it. Because it's something that they say you have to do, you want to learn as much as you can about it, and you just choose how you're gonna utilize it for the betterment of the students. That's what I do. It's not an everyday, everyday, everyday thing for me. Something just don't fit. You got some subjects I know me and technology. Some lessons, it just mm-hmm. don't fit. No matter how you try to teach this lesson, you think, yeah, look at um, the kind of candidate. Look at it. I can't get it. I can't get it. So you go back and you go back to what you know. Step mm-hmm. one, step two, step three, write it down, follow it. So sometimes it, it's good, but it doesn't always fit this child, not a situation, not a lesson. Well, that'll wrap it up here today for the first podcast. We're hanging with Mr. G. This is yours, Mr. G, Mr. J.R. Greenwich. And that was Miss Greenwich from Purby Larson Elementary School. And I'd like to thank you all for your time. And um, all the best.